Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast, brought to you by We Are Cavan, and a very happy new year to everybody listening in. Um, we're looking ahead to a wonderful occasion. Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt, joins me to preview the All Ireland Junior Club Final. Arva taking on Listole, the Kerry and Munster champions. We'll hear from Kieran Brady, the Arva captain, and the Arva manager Finber O'Reilly a little bit later on. But Paul, I was out in Arva this morning. And it's like New Year's Eve and St. Patrick's Day all coming together, but all in blue and white. It's it's an unbelievable town, full of electricity, full of buzz, full of excitement. It's a great occasion. Yeah, it's the beauty of this competition. It's absolutely, it is a marvellous thing that the GA have done with this competition over the last yeah. 20 years. Like, and you, you see it there now. I remember when Swadron finally been down there as well. I haven't been out in Arva, but I'd nearly take a spin out. Uh, just to, to He'll be there Sunday evening when they bring that cup home. Yeah, please God, uh, we'll get called out there as well. And as you were saying to be there off air, and I wholeheartedly agree with it, couldn't happen to a nicer club either. Because yeah. in fairness to the Arva lads, uh, nobody has a bad word to say about them. They're a good bunch of fellas, always were over the years, very sound to deal with. And their supporters, their sponsors, everyone, they're, they're all they're all A1, the Arva lads. So you, you'd love to see them doing well. It's phenomenal to think that the community in the space of five days with, with a little GoFundMe page to try and just cover a bit of the costs have raised over €20,000. It shows how much the, the not just the Arva community, but maybe their surrounding, their neighbours are all willing to jump in and say, ah, oh, geez, yeah, I'm delighted to give you something towards that. It's, it, I suppose it's a measure of the, the, the affection that Arva's held with. That is that's right, yeah. And you wouldn't necessarily get that in all clubs. Like no, like no. a lot of clubs have thrown in a few hundred euro on on the GoFundMe as well. Neighbouring clubs and so on. So great to see it. Like it is an expensive business getting a team this far. I suppose they're probably getting gear. And I know Philip Brady, councillor, has donated some gear as well. And different individuals have stepped up. It's a big thing, and they're soaking it up. I suppose that was that's always your worry uh, about a team going into a final that. You know, I suppose the occasion might get to them or whatever. But I asked Fimber about that as well here, and he was he was saying that all that matters is the group, really. You, you have to insulate them yeah. from the chat, from the hype, and and so on. But uh, I remember that there's still a game to be played at the, at the end of it all. So uh, I, I think it's I think it's that's the slight concern you'd have. But that's you still have to embrace it. Yeah, you, you, you can't say no. We're, we're not doing interviews and nobody's talking to anyone and the lads are going to bunker down in their, in their bunker. That That's wrong too. It's a, it's a massive deal for the club. The likes of this will feed this club for years to come. Look at all the youngsters. You heard Kieran the Hollis saying it uh, in your interview as well, how, how you know, the young lads in the, club, in the school and so on, they've gone in with the cup after winning the two cups and they're wearing Arva gear now. I was in the school this morning, uh, St Mary's National School there in Arva and um, nobody was wearing anything other than Arva gear. Now, I asked them, were they all from Arva? And there was no Dramard from um, from Colum Kill, from Gauna, from Balanya, but they're all wearing Arva gear yeah. on this occasion, so all behind them. But what I came away from the school thinking to myself was, if they are not, if there's a kid in that school who's not affiliated with the Arva club or another club, they are going to want to be part of the Arva club and it's going to feed them. And then I actually spoke with Sean McCarthy a little bit earlier as well, and he was saying... They talk about in Rock, uh, in Rock Curry, the twenty fifteen Ulster and the, the 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 cup coming into the school and how that fed another generation of kids who just want to do that. They want to replicate the heroes who are their local heroes, and that's that's the beauty of this whole thing. Going back to very quickly, feet on the ground. Um, I don't think there's a worry if if Arva's feet are off the ground, Listoles are in the clouds. 
in 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 one. They're going up on the Saturday afternoon. They're staying the Saturday night in 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 a hotel in Dublin. They have a banquet booked for the Sunday evening. Now this has been put out in social media that it's a win or lose. We're we're here to celebrate a great journey, but I think that's too much distraction. I think it's again. I don't think win or lose for Arva I don't think it'll be where their feet on the ground to get carried away by the occasion because I think there's more hype down in Listol than there is in, 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 in Arva even yeah well Listol like is a huge place you know yeah. if if Listol was in Cavan I think they'd have the biggest pick in the county because it's the third biggest town in, in Kerry but they have a population of nearly 5,000 and when you compare put that into Cavan it would be second only to Cavan Town and in Cavan Town, we know there's a few clubs pulling out of that, mm. especially from the hinterland. So, Listowel are underachievers in Kerry. Um, and talking to people in Kerry, they all say that as well. Like, they found themselves in junior, the third biggest town. And, and with with a good heritage there as well. Like, they yeah. produce All-Ireland winners and, and and so on. Like, obviously, Tim Kennelly, I think he was an All-Ireland winning captain. Um, Ty Kennelly, Noel Kennelly, uh, fellas like that. that Stoll's a big spot and it's a quite a storied place. You've got the, the racetrack, uh, which obviously that was the scene of many famous uh, events there because that was always in the week after the All-Ireland traditionally. Oh, yeah, so back in the days, the great Dublin and Kerry rivalries, the, the dubs used to go down there for the Stoll races the week after. <coughs> the All-Ireland, Kerry and Dublin lads would be drinking together after taking the heads of each other. And that was, that was always a famous post-All-Ireland week celebration the Listowel races I went to one year and it's it's a massive festival it's a huge I, w- I stayed in the town two years in a row just at the end of Covid looking for a weekend away and it is, it's a lovely place okay. um, you've obviously got John B. Keane came from there um, Eamon Keane his nephew who was who's a, a journalist in, or sorry Fergal Keane his nephew is a journalist in the north um, Billy Keane is his son who's, who's a well known writer and journalist Johnny Sexton's father came from there, there it's a it's a very storied place they've got Listowel Writers Week as well which is a big festival to have there so it's it's a completely different place to Arva uh, yeah. it would have been a very a real hot spot back in the Civil War as well in that area as well in the War of Independence North Kerry it'd be a very Republican area traditionally as well so it's it's a very well known place I think everyone in Ireland has heard of Listowel and knows where yeah. it is you couldn't say the same about Arva so even though they're in the same grade there's two secondary schools in Listowel there's no two sec- secondary schools. <laughs> two secondary schools. Like it's mother of mercy. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 a huge spot. Is mother of mercy one of the schools? <laughs> <laughs> Could be. That's the girls' school. <laughs> That's the girls' school. Um, and and obviously then, it is a giant town in comparison to Arva. The Kerry lads have won eleven of the twenty-two All Ireland Junior Club Championships. The interesting thing, and I'm and I'm loving this one. I'm loving throwing this out to people who talk about Arva and their Division 1 status um, in league football in, in Cavan. Listowel built or beat Ballymacelliot in the junior final who played Division 1 league football in Kerry. So it ver- And, and Ballymacelliot were massive favourites going into that game. So very much could have been a case of two Division 1 league teams meeting in, in an All-Ireland final. It's just part of it. League and championship are completely separate. It's like uh, state and... What is the other one? Church. Stay in church. That's the one. They're yeah. completely separate. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking to my friend in Kerry and, and he was saying that uh, it's like our league, really. You play most of it without your county players and, and there's a lot of flux in it and you can get that. Same as you can get here. You can get a junior team, go to, go to Division 1 league and you can get a senior team maybe drop down as you have here as well. I, I honestly, it's not blue-tinted spectacles. I can't understand some of the criticism that's that there's been of Arva um, or Division 1 team it's ignorant yeah. like uh, one of the Arab fellas was saying at that chat night that they got a lot of grief from some of the Bally McGuigan supporters and um, he asked one of the fellas said that he asked the Bally McGuigan supporters uh, who were giving him guff what's the population up here and it was something like 1200 and he was like well we've got 400 yeah Do you know so I think I think you have to hand it to, to Arva I think they're they're not a team who, who ended up in junior um, and shouldn't be there yeah you know, yeah. even though like I know we put down three and all the rest of it, but like they're they're legit. Yeah, completely, completely. No matter what way you look at it, Listowel in Kerry are higher ranked than than Arva in Cavan. You yeah. know, twenty fifth best team because they won the junior championship. And again, this is just Kerry have manipulated the system, or maybe they 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 had the system in a particular way, and and it when they 
intermediate and junior all Ireland's come in, it just favoured the way that Kerry had set up and other counties are going to have to catch up on that I'd say to try and release Kerry's stranglehold Well I, I like the idea of having eight senior teams in a county uh, I think I think what Kerry are doing there is a good thing I know it's they're all fed up for it down there and I just talk about changing it but yeah. I mean it has worked well for them But <laughs> So you try for a few years and then get rid of it because you keep you have to change these things up regularly <laughs> Well right? I think you definitely do that's a different <laughs> argument but I, I think that I certainly think there should be a lot less senior than junior. It should be it should be yeah much harder to become senior than junior. At one stage in Cavan, uh, there were more senior clubs than there were intermediate, and there were more senior clubs than there were junior. Yeah, which which is completely lopsided. Yeah, because in Kerry to have the sixty the, clubs, the, the junior novice, sorry, junior premier, which is the the first, and then the junior novice, then have another junior on underneath that. So there's there's Clubs that are playing the third tier of junior, that is their first team in yeah. Kerry. So the way the way to fix it is just just do what Dublin did. Like Dublin could do the same thing as Kerry, because Dublin have a senior B, which is effectively yeah. their intermediate. So they're they're seventeenth best team in Dublin. Sorry, I'm no, right they have thirty two teams in the senior championship. Thirty two teams senior, and then they've won below that. And it's the it's the third one that plays in the Leinster Intermediate. Oh, so that's why you don't see Dublin teams doing particularly well in the Leinster Junior or Intermediate. It's yeah. rare. They, they had a team, wasn't a man of war from from the North County Dublin got to the junior final this year, I think. That's right. But that was a big a big deal for them. But that probably should be done. Whether Kerry would agree to that, who knows? But hopefully Arva can can uh, set it right here on Sunday. Let's let's look at a, a couple of key factors that, that I think will will affect the game. Um Looking at Cahill Kane in goals for Listole, doesn't have a big boot, doesn't hit long range. All of his kickouts that I've seen so far land inside their own half of the field. And yet nobody has done a press, nobody has done a zonal press on them. Is that something you think Fimber will go after? Yeah, I think he will, of course. Yeah, I think so. I think Arva will go after this game. They're not going to be passive. I think they've. I like the sounds that are coming out of the camp and you can only but be impressed by Arva the way they've conducted themselves all year and the way they've gone about this um, the motivation has never dipped yeah. which takes some doing Yeah, it, it really does Like you know, especially when you're going into so many games as favourites you could say well look we'll coast through this one and they haven't coasted through any game they've won all mostly they've won games by double figures so they're, they're hammering it home to some degree and they've let teams come back into games at times as James Morris referenced the last day but I think they'll be meticulous and and they will any chance of an edge they will go after it look it's going to be whether they're good enough yeah. we'll, and we'll know that Sunday there's, mm. there's an element of guesswork involved when you're talking about a club team from the opposite end of the country of course there's an element of guesswork involved although you've done your, your homework on them so you're well informed on them yeah like if, if you take it statistically Arva over a 12 game championship run are averaging 19.25 points per game. Over a nine-game championship run, Listole are at 16.2. Um, Listole have lost two games in the last in the period that Arva have gone undefeated. So they lost the championship game um, in round two, and then they, they played their North Kerry championship quarter final the week after the junior final, and they were beaten in that as well. So there's there's a They've they've experienced defeat more recent than than Arva have, um, and and defensively again the stats stack up for for Arva. They've a bigger winning margin over those twelve championship games than the Stole do over the nine. Um, the big question then kind of coming in is is injuries. Are Arva going to be playing with a full hand? We've seen Thomas Partington. Um, being taken off with an ambulance after the game on last Saturday. Now. I'm reliably informed that he trained on Wednesday night, that he's 100% ready to go. Um, Connell Shorten um, had to pull out at the last minute against, or in the All-Ireland semi-final before throwing, um, done something to the hamstring apparently, or, or some bit of a, an injury, but that could be precaution as much as it could be um, permanent to, to leave him out. Um, so I'm not sure on him. The word I'm hearing back is that it's uh, it's it it's still waiting on word on Danny Ellis who didn't play in the All Ireland semi final and Connell Shorten. But Thomas Brady is back in and, and and ready to ready to go. And Peter Morris, I understand, is okay to go as well, even though he came off at half time. So 
give it let let's take it even that, that Connell and Danny are out and the others are, are available to go. Is it enough for them? Well you'd hope so, but but the slight concern is that they've had injuries all year. Bar, um, as you'll hear from Fimber now, he said Bar the Ulster final and, and the county final, and the, the Connell wasn't right for the Ulster final. I don't think, um, but it's funny that it's it's important players who are picking up these knocks as well. It's not it's not you know the, the fellas who are not I won't say fringe players, but but it's it's in that core group of six or seven which every team has the fellas you don't want to lose. Like Connell Shorten is definitely one of their very most important players uh, Danny yeah. Ellis is getting better and better and he's one of the most important players and he's got a great engine and that's going to mm. be needed in Crow Park uh, Peter Morris as well with, with his experience I think I said before James Morris is probably the, the indispensable one after the Halla because he's, he's a special case but James and yet they dealt with him missing the Listener Ski game in the Ulster semi-final yeah yeah so yeah. there you go like so I like I don't know if, if they have another full back as good as him but you know they have they have crossed all these hurdles so far. So to get it to this stage is so impressive. To get to this stage in the manner that they have missing the players that they have, like even yeah. I think Kevin Boucher, did he missed the first half of the game up in Derry. Yeah, you know, or Johnny McCabe and or was it Johnny McCabe? Johnny and Connell missed yeah. that one. Like you're talking Kevin about Boucher missed the maybe listen ski game. There's there's no the Twinnies game. There's much worse players than Connell Shorten that have that yeah. have played for Cavan over the years. Oh, like absolutely! He's standing for absolutely. So I think a lot will depend on on him if he's fit, and add, can add an extra few percentage points to to Arva. Arva are right, right there. Like you'd have to say that surely they are. I mean, mm-hmm. while the Stowell are good, and they're 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 very well regarded. At the end of the day, like I don't think they don't have the Cliffords straight up that that Fossa had last year. If you took the, the Cliffords out of it, they probably wouldn't have won that All Ireland. The funny thing is that the Cork team ended up in the in the Munster final, the same team, Kilmurray. Fossa beat them easily, or Fossa, as my friend calls them. They beat them easily, whereas uh, Listowel beat them nine points to one two in the Munster final. So, mm. you know, th- there's definitely reason for hope. Ordinarily, like you'd be pe- not saying pessimistic, but you'd have to be pragmatic, thinking about it. A Cavan team going to Crow Park in an All Ireland final, playing a Kerry team. It's it's something extraordinary would have to happen for for Cavan to win that that's what history tells us but when you really drill down into it there are lots of reasons to be optimistic for average chances none more so than your point about the you know Fossa having David Clifford and Paddy Clifford I'm not sure that that Listowel have players no sorry I am 100% sure they don't have forwards of that calibre they're not up to that that level of it it's um they have some very good forwards. David Keane is their, their top scorer, but he's their free taker as well. And it's interesting with his frees, he doesn't seem to have a big distance on him, doesn't seem to have a range of 40 metres, I think, is probably outside of his range. And even though their full forward, Brian Sweeney, is a left footer, David Keane takes the frees on the right side of the field as well. And it doesn't have a great conversion rate on that side of the field. Um, 45, they go short on. They don't seem to be coming up and, and, and trying to have an attempt on those ones. Um, then they have Sean Keane, who's very good sort of wing half forward, but not a big, big prolific scorer. Um, Brian Sweeney, great ball winner and a focal point. Everything seems to look that if they, if they don't run it, they kick it to Sweeney and then the runners are off him. So everybody knows that if the ball is kicked, it's going to Sweeney and the runners are coming off him. So he's a he's a vital player, but again, not a big, big scorer. He he scored a goal in the All-Ireland semi-final, chips in with maybe two, three points in, in a game, but equally as probable is that he doesn't score in a game. Um, then they have a, a really talented player in Jack McElliot, or McElliot, McGilligat, yeah. You pronounce the G, you do. Uh, McGilligat in, uh, in in a wing half back. Now, going forward, this kid's very, very good. His agility and his speed, there's, there's, there's examples where, obviously within Kerry, they know what he's capable of. And rather than even try to tackle him, they just take him down, they trip him, they, they, they just stop him from running. Um, but he's playing as a wing half back and defensively he's quite vulnerable. 
so it'll be interesting to see on that the matchups um, and we'll go through the matchups uh, who I think are going to pick up these players and then Jojo Grimes is the other player that that's noted uh, worthy noteworthy is the midfielder who went and played with Clonic Kilty last year? Um, got a run with Cork. Got a run with Cork in the in the McGrath Cup. I don't think he actually got game time in the league. He was on the panel for the league, but didn't get game time. Now he's a big, strong, influential player and is a good fielder. But when he's feeling the ball, he's fielding it fifty-five meters, sixty meters at most from his own goal mount. So he's a long way to go to get the other side of it. The other part of it is he goes down very easy. And this is where, and I actually haven't looked it up yet, but the referee could be a big, big part on this. That, you know, will there be a perception of the the old Ulster brigade against a, 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 an aristocrat from Kerry? And if it gets physical, which Arva are very, very capable of making the game physical and physical and fair. Will that physicality be deemed to be foul or or not? It could be crucial in the game. Well, I have a note taken to talk about that because in my time covering Cavan and Cavan teams and and looking back through the decades for research purposes, the the biggest myth in the GA is that Kerry are, are the the princes of pigskin that they're these these beautiful flamboyant footballers and you know, they want to kick the ball and they want to win the right way and all that. Paddy wasn't far off when he when he talked about the Kerry attitude and on the field. Kerry are as far back as 1946 when, when they in 1937 uh, they absolutely battered Jim Smith who was Cavan's iconic captain in the in the All-Ireland final the first day and he was quoted from his hospital bed in the Irish press the day after the game and I should have actually uh, dragged it up a mic before the end of the pod here the list of injuries he had was unbelievable that was 1937 in 1946 they played Antrim uh, in an All-Ireland semi-final and they, they battered him around the field the Kerry lads did so Kerry always had that iron fist in the Velvet Love if you remember Gwynny Gilla last year against Den oh. Den, Den hadn't met a physical challenge like that all year yeah. they, they would leave their mark on you now Gwynny Gilla is down down near um, not far from Killarney but Listowel is obviously North Kerry the capital of North Kerry and even within Kerry um, as my friend said he's from North Kerry and he, he quoted the 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 Rodney Dangerfield line we got no respect he was like yeah we got no respect within Kerry but he says um, we have a reputation in North Kerry for, for being rooters and, and rough lads and he said not entirely unwarranted so North Kerry is known as as, as tough a tough place to play football it's very football up there is very physical okay. they used to say traditionally that you get a couple of backs from North Kerry and, and uh, from West Kerry and then you get a few towny forwards on the Kerry team from Tralee and Killarney that was your team yeah, and you had the fa- you had loads of famous defenders and and uh, and so on from from West Kerry the tough fishermen the Paddy Bond Brosnans and and the lines and those lads and then you had the the North Kerry men like like Tim Kennelly centre back to call him the horse. Stephen Tighe in, in the All Ireland win that he got. Look what he done in the first minute. First minute, and then he subsequently distanced himself from it in, from what he said in his book. I think it was Nicholas Murphy. He he gave a raptor from the throw in. Um, that was actually a funny story. Yeah, but. So that's something that's going to... They're going to be very physical. 100%. Wait do you mm. see. There'll be no shrinking violence. Well, they might have a lot of young players and so on, but they'll be they'll be schooled in the house style and they're, they're going to be tough lads. Uh, mm. But I look, the fear is that it'll be a heartbreaking defeat. And that's what has happened to Cavan teams so often, as we've documented on the pod in the last couple of years. And if you actually look at what feeds into those heartbreaking defeats, the first thing is is the mischances and the wides. Now, that's within Arva's control. Hmm. And he made a massive correction from the All Ireland quarter final to the All Ireland semi final in that area. Yeah, that's one thing. And I, I, Arva, I don't think are are um, have, are are guilty of squandermania in games. They're, they haven't shown that. They're 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 quite cool characters. Those lads in the forwards, like uh, Kevin Bush or Conan Sheridan, if he plays, they're not the type of lads that get ruffled. No. Uh, so I'd be hopeful enough on that score. You often see Cavan teams making an absolute hero of the opposition goalkeeper and, and giving him a few balls and he, he'll pull off an unbelievable, well, look an unbelievable save, but in actual fact, when you watch it back, you're like, Jesus, why don't you just keep it on the deck or whatever? So that's what something that feeds into But again, that's in Arvis control. The, the discipline thing is in Arvis control. What's out of their control is the ref, as you rightly said, and especially if you play physical opponents, what's a free, where's this referee from? from? Like, What's his own subjective view on what's a free and what's not? What crosses the line? And then you have that subconscious bias that some referees have where that's, 
and that's the worry. It's human nature as well, but it's it's there. And like, Lestol are expected to win this game, and there'll be no uproar if Lestol win the game. There might be a little bit of uproar if there's a controversial call and, and the, the underdogs are beaten. But if it's a controversial call and the team is expected to win, is denied that win, you're putting your head in the chopping block as a referee. So that all plays into it as well. So as you have said before, I think you know, you've got to be a few points better to make sure we're winning. Yeah. Yeah. The referee's Anthony Nolan. From Wicklow, is it? Wicklow, yeah, that's right. I think, I think he's ref cabin before, yeah. Yeah, so look, at you, you, you won't know... We'll know a little bit more about him. I'd say Fimber has his homework done on the referee as well, but important to Cavan that the <laughs> Conley Cavan now almost all the time, but that Arva, who represent Cavan, um, don't let the referee influence the game to the level that, that it can affect the outcome. Um, they've got to go out and play their own game. Um, okay, very, very quickly, let's head on over to the interviews. Um, earlier on in the week, I caught up with the Arva captain, Kieran Brady, and Paul spoke with the Arva manager, Fimber O'Reilly. Okay, I'm joined here by the busiest man in Cavan at the moment, manager of Arba, Finbar O'Reilly. Finbar, thanks for taking the time here. It's the Monday before the game, a couple of days after your semi-final, you're six days out from your final, so things are starting to ramp up. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, Not at all. Exciting times, I suppose, Finbar, final coming up, that's what you wanted. It, it is, it's 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 very exciting. It's it's very exciting for the people of Arva. Um, they're getting very giddy down there and they've had a couple of fantastic months um, they're great people they're great GEA people and uh, look at they'll be they'll be heading to Crow Park on mass. it's a, just a fantastic day for them and for Calvin football um, it's a long long time I know Drumgoon got to a final 20-21 years ago so it's the first time in a long time we've had a team in a an All-Ireland final championship final so it's it's we're excited and we're looking forward to it I suppose um, the fact that it's here, it's going to be in Crow Park, it adds that that extra mystique. We all know that's the, the hallowed ground up there. But is that something that, that you would have dared to dream of at the start of the year? In the, in the very back of your mind, it might be something you might have said publicly or said in the group, but did you think that there was, there was a strong chance that you could take this team all the way to Crow Park? Well, we, we felt if we could get out of Cavan, um, anything was possible. Uh you know, I suppose it, within Cavan, we would have probably seen Knockbride as the the big threat, and I, I can't emphasise how much of a threat we seen them as. So we got past we got past them and out of Cavan, and after that, we we knew it was going to take a good team to beat us, and we we did take look. We took each game as it came. Um, but we knew we knew we were good enough to, to to get through a lot of the games, which we have done to date. So with that in mind, we felt an Ulster title was within our reach. And once you achieve that, then well, then Crow Park comes into the comes into the horizon. And um, we, we took each game as it came. You know, we had we had the, the, the tricky the tricky game of having to play Wandsworth, and we got through that. And and. That was it then. Once you got to the semi-final, Paul, it was, you know, it was, this is it now. If if we win this, we're, we're, we're heading to Croker and and that kept the focus really, really sharp. It kept the motivation high and that really was it. Like it really, it really was get out of Cavan and, and go hard at each game and, and perform to your best and that served us well to this point. So, yes, it was deep, deep, deep in our minds that this was possible. We could possibly achieve this. But it was a long way off, and you take it each game at a time. It's a it's it's a simple simple theory. You use that phrase there, Finbar. Like if we, if if we can do X, it's going to take a good team to beat us. And I've noticed that you've used that phrase a few times in post match interviews and stuff over the course of the year, which is great to hear. Sometimes mm-hmm. managers play the poor mouth a lot. It's great to hear a manager saying, "Well, look, we are a good team, and we're bullish about the next challenge in front of us." So is that is that something that has informed how you've approached this team and approached management in general? That You'd, you'd encourage lads to stick their chests out a little bit more rather than constantly playing yourselves down. Well, I think um, with Arva, uh, I think losing losing last year's final um, was really, really tough for them and left a really, really tough scar with them. Uh, so, you know, the, the, for me, it was about instilling belief into them and confidence. And 
you know, whether I said it publicly or privately, I would have felt that it was always going to take a good team to beat us. Like even in the in the programme, in the Division 1 league, um, anytime we had our full complement of players, we gave Gauna, Kingscourt, these teams, a really, really good game. So that sort of copper, copper fastened it in our minds that if, if, if we can perform, if we can get our matchups right, get our tactics right, get our focus right, and perform well, then it is going to take a good team to beat us, and we've 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 stuck by that all through, and and you know it has it has stood it has stood its, its test. I was talking to a friend of mine who writes for the Carryman newspaper earlier, and he was writing his preview. I'll give you off air. I'll give you all the details. But he he said to me, um, "What what what kind of football does does this Arbor team play?" And I was saying, "Well, they're, they're very attacking. You know, they have a very strong forward line." And then when I looked at it, I said, "Well, actually, they've only conceded four goals." In twelve championship matches from um, in in the county and without the county, and uh, you know their defensive record is excellent. So, if I was to ask you the same question, how do, how do you set up this Irish team? What do you like to see from this team? How do you know they're going well? And what's your philosophy with this side? <laughs> well, I have to be careful what I reveal. I suppose. <laughs> um, well, look, we uh, we 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 know we've good players. We know we've good players on on every line, uh, starting from our goalkeeper. So, like we we absolutely we we do set out to attack teams and we we try to identify weaknesses in teams no more than anybody else. Um, but also to that, we're very very conscious of the strengths that other teams possess, and you know we try our best to limit the strengths on other teams and see can we you know marry the two between limiting the strengths of other teams and and playing on the weaknesses and that that sort of approach has worked well for us we have scoring power in Connell Shorten and in Kevin Boucher and Johnny Johnny Shorten Tristan Barry Donnelly we know them boys can score so if we can get the balance between you know limiting the strengths of the opposition and punishing maybe the weaknesses as well um you know, we we feel if we can really get, I suppose, the the balance of those two things, those two things right, well then we're going to play a lot of good open football. But we we have we have met all types of teams through this campaign. Very defensive teams like Lister Ski just sat 14, 50 men behind the ball. Um, you know, uh, I suppose Bally McGuigan played very much man to man, very physical, very in your face, very vocal. So we've had to deal with all types of approaches, but we've stuck to our guns, stuck to our game plan, you know, work hard, limit the opposition, punish their weaknesses. And, you know, it has worked out in that we've turned over a lot of teams. We've conceded very, very few goals. And at the other end, in terms of getting scores, we've, we, we have we have hit, hit, hit a high vein in terms of kicking scores as well. And... I suppose you've had to come through adversity as well because you've never really had since the county championship you've never really had your your first 15 fully fit or your first 20 fully fit there always seems to be a player or two that's carrying something or is rested or maybe only gets a few minutes or whatever so uh, can you give us an update on the injury situation you got a couple of lads went off uh, the last day hopefully precautionary but are you hoping to have a full team to choose from against the stole? Well we're hoping but there's no guarantee Um, we 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 feel as if, unfortunately, we we seem we seem to have had a lot of niggles um, all season. Um, as you say, and you're right in what you say, the the, the Cavan final and the Ulster final were the only two games this year where we had absolutely everybody available. Um, so going into Sunday, we we like I mean, Connell Shorten picked up a little niggle in the warm up on Sunday or Saturday, so he he didn't play. Danny Ellis is carrying a little niggle, and so is Thomas Brady. Uh, that's 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 the, the honest truth. So at this moment in time, we're hoping that they can be able to take their place or be able to play some part on 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 Sunday, um, because we we certainly need them. There's no doubt about that. Above all games, um, this is it now. This is this is our greatest test on Sunday. There is no doubt about that. It's our greatest test. These are a good team, and it's going to take Arva at their absolute best to get the get the job done. Mm. I think a lot of people probably will look at this gamblers or whatever and say, "Well, look, Kerry win this. They've won eleven times in twenty one years. They've been beaten in three other finals. Kerry, Kerry, wrap up this, and let's move on to the next game." Arva obviously thinking differently. But what can you tell us about this this whole team? Are you impressed with what you've seen of them, Fimber? Very impressed. Very impressed. Um, they have 
strength all over the all over the field. They have fantastic running power from their defence. Very, very, very comfortable ball players. Really good kickers. Um, they have huge on- honesty in their team. Like they work, they work and they chase very, very much for each other. They work as a team. Um, you know, in terms of attacking, they're a typical, I suppose, Kerry team. They like to kick the ball. They like to move the ball quickly. And they have a fantastic full forward there. And Brian Sweeney, he's a couple of our Ireland minor medals from the, the David Clifford sort of era. Um, and they have another guy inside, David Keane, kicks the freeze. Very, very, very accurate. So, you know, it's it's... It's difficult to find weaknesses, Paul, in them. It really is. They're very, very comfortable footballers. It's the one thing that stuck out from the first time I've seen them. Very comfortable, good on the ball, smooth ball players, uh, accurate kickers, good handlers. You know, that's exactly what I see. And you put that into Crow Park on a pristine surface and no breeze or wind that that you generally get in other venues. Um you know that's just going to just really make them a a tougher proposition. So no under no illusions. What's what's ahead? It's a tough tough challenge. And what you mentioned, Crow Park. What are, are the unique challenges of Crow Park? Do you think for us? Well, for any team getting to a final, I suppose Kerry teams uh, maybe see it as their birthright that they're going to get to Crow Park. Is there a chance that yeah. teams from other counties might be overawed by it? Or well, you know, we're 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 we're, we're just eager to get up there and, and play. You know, we, we've played in all sorts of conditions and venues all year. You know, sunshine, rain, bad pitches. Like last Saturday, the pitch was very, very heavy. And, you know, it was just wasn't really enjoyable now to play on that pitch for the fellas. So we are relishing going up to Crow Park. You know, top, top class pitch. You know, the, the stadium has nothing to do with it. That's for us. That's for the fans. That's for the supporters. You know, they can enjoy the premium level and all that goes with that. For us, it's it's the pitch. It's the pitch and it's what we can get and what we can do on the field is all that matters to us. At Nels around that um doesn't concern us. You know, that's it. It's it's we go we talk out, we get ready, we go out, we warm up, we play, and you know, that's the way we'll we'll be approaching it. We'll not be getting hung up on on, on at Nels around the field. It's the field and nothing else. I suppose that that's probably indicative of your approach all year, I would say, because Arva have been favourites for more or less every match that you've played this year and have dealt with that, which like, traditionally we have seen Cavan teams at all grades have struggled when they have been favourites. Arva have dealt with it very comfortably. People are saying, well, Arva should win that game. And the difference is they have won the game. And we haven't always seen that. This weekend, we're going to see Arva going in as underdogs, with the bookies anyway, against the Stowell. So uh, in terms of how you talk to the players, um, how do you address that? Uh, it, it won't be mentioned. It really, it will not be mentioned. It, it, you know, you, you've mentioned we've went in favourites. I, I wouldn't have known that. Now, obviously, look, I, I guess a lot of the games, I know, but with, with due respect, in Cavan, a lot of the games we we would have been favourites. We really wouldn't have discussed that any way, shape, or form that we were favourites or underdogs, and that won't be discussed. That will not be discussed, um, whether we're underdogs or whatever the case is. Um, you know, we know we know the stranglehold that Kerry clubs have had on this competition. We're aware of that, and we're aware that there will be an expectation with Listowel that they need to come up here and deliver and deliver another title to back up what Foster done. So we will have our we will have our plan, we will have our you know, our tactics and our our mentality will be to win and to play to our best. Favourites, underdogs, you know, will have nothing to do with it. You know, we've we've won a Cavan title. We've won an Ulster title. We're going for the All-Ireland. And whether we're favourites or underdogs, nothing to do with it. It's it's just, we're going for this and that's it. We play well enough, we will win. If we don't, we won't. What, do, what does it say about Cavan club football, do you think, Fimber, that Arba have done so well? Barry has had a great run and... and... She probably should have won the Ulster final against the team that's now in the All Ireland. Um, Garner put on a good show as well. I've always had the personal theory that club football is better than people give it credit for in Cavan. Would you agree with that? I would agree. Uh, yeah, I feel with the with the provincial competition, it's absolutely vital to get over your first game. I think going down the years in Cavan back over the last maybe 
maybe 10, going back 10, 15, 20 years, so many calf and teams just fall at the first hurdle. Maybe they win their county title. They're happy with that. They're satisfied with that. Uh, maybe they've struggled to refocus and re-motivate, re-energize for November time. And, and then, you know, they get beaten and all of a sudden it's over. But I, I think there's a change of mindset now in a lot of clubs. And you can see it with Gauna. You've seen it with, seen it with ourselves, Bally Hayes. Um, Drum Lane last year in an Ulster final. Um, you know, Butters Bridge, I think, got to an Ulster semi final maybe a year or two ago. So, getting over that first game is the big thing. You get over that, then you're into an Ulster semi final. You're then one game out from a final, and lads then really start to refocus and, and re motivate. And that's what we would have found this year, Paul. We had an away trip to Derry against Bally McGuigan, and we would have felt if we get over this game, we're going to be in the Ulster final. That was just a mentality. That's how we framed that game. We have to go to Derry. We have to go into the middle of Derry, take on their team. If we can come home down this road with a victory, the, 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 you know, the energy and the belief we will get from that, we've, we believed was going to carry us to an Ulster final. And that was such a huge game for us, that first game in Ulster. So that that's just something, I think it's just getting over that first game. But I think that mentality has changed. And I think that Gauna team will come again. I think they'll get a chance again in Ulster very, very soon. And that will stand to them. And I think you could see them doing good things. And in terms of this week then, Fimber, what does this week look like now? Obviously, a very short run in, uh, which is difficult for the media, which is the most important part of it. And then also yourselves, I suppose, as well. But yeah. uh, what does this week look like for, for you lads now? Well, so look, we'll train. We'll train, uh, we'll train now tomorrow evening, Paul. And um, we'll do a light session on Friday. And, you know, we'll just meet. We'll meet as a group on Saturday evening. That's something we would have always done the night before a game. We just meet and, you know, we just get our house in order and build the focus from there. A um, little bit of video analysis will be mixed in through that, through Tuesday, through Friday. And... That's it then. That takes you up takes you up to to Sunday. And it'll be no different. It'll be no different. That is a process we have stuck to since the quarterfinal in Cavan. You know, that sort of game week train. If it's a game on a Saturday, you'll probably just train once. If it's a game on a Sunday, you'll train twice. Um, you'll have your team meeting the night before the game and you just go from there. Because once you're at this stage, knockout football, if you lose, you're gone. And that has been our approach all through the knockout stages, right from the quarterfinal in Cavan. If we lose, we're gone. So it's been no different this week, Paul. No different. No different. Train twice, meeting on the night before the game. And that's it. We'll meet up Sunday morning and away we go. And lastly, Fimber, I, I was lucky enough to be up in Arva for the for the chat night there for the, for Yana's uh, four-leaf clover. And that was only a few days after winning the Ulster final. And like, People say about atmosphere, but you could detect it as soon as you walked into the hotel in Arva that the place was buzzing. The people were excited. They wanted to talk football. They were very proud. The team had won. There was a party atmosphere. Christmas was coming. So that that's essentially that's hype uh, in evidence. And I can only imagine what it's going to be like this year, now, this week now after winning an All Ireland semi final. So how do you guard against that, or how do you deal with the fact that everyone in the area is on high dough, probably wants to talk football and and pull them all out of the players. Well, really, it, it it really comes down to how much how much we can copper fasten the boys when we have them together. Like, obviously, you can't we can't we can't wrap them up in a in a in a in a private institution and and you don't leave here for the week. Of course, they have to move out and go places. But I think it's it's when we are together, Paul. When we are together as a group, whether that be in a meeting setting or training session in the dressing room before whatever it is that we are really, really building that focus and building that sort of uh, mentality, this winning mentality, this winning mindset, um, you know, basically building your game plan, what it, what it's going to take to win this game. And you hope that that sort of, um, I suppose, 
really, really challenging them mentally that that's going to stick with them and they're going to literally just ignore and not engage in, in outside conversation, outside noise, that they're going to just really, really stick closely to what we're talking about, the, the, the things we're laying on the table, the things we're trying to just get across the line in terms of tactics, uh, mentality, looking after yourself. Um, so we will be very, very strong on those things, on those areas. And the boys have really bought in to all those things and there's been in none of the games there's been no sign of complacency or getting caught up in outside noise or outside distraction so they really have just stuck tight as a unit stuck tight with what you know we discuss and what we lay on the line that we need to do and I think that is what's getting us through week on week and game on game rather than getting caught up on on, on hype and outside noise well, Fimber, thanks again for taking the time to talk to us. You've done Cavan proud to this stage. You know, no doubt that, that you'll go another step and, and get the cup on, on Sunday at Crow Park. So very best luck to yourself and the Arbor lads, and thanks again. Thanks, Paul. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. So delighted to be joined by Kieran Brady ahead of the All Ireland Junior Club final uh, for Arva this Sunday. Kieran, I suppose you've played in massive, massive occasions down uh, to Ulster finals, All Ireland semi finals, but to be in an All Ireland final in Crow Park with your club, that has to have a different sort of special feeling to it. Yeah, look, it's quite unique. It's quite special, Damien, I suppose. This is, I've been in and around the county for a long, uh, a long time, and I suppose I haven't had terribly long seasons with Arva you know you go back to your club and you know it's a short enough window you're back to them and the inter-county season starts again so you know this has just been spectacular we've been on a seven eight month journey now since the start of the championship and you know it's going from one height to the next and it's just great to be looking into and facing into this Sunday to an All-Ireland final heading up to the Dublin Road. It doesn't seem like anything is phasing this group you know you you won a county title which you were expected to do so but still you were expected to do it the year before and didn't manage to do it so there was pressure but you you dealt with it got into Ulster dealt with all the pressure got through Ulster and now pressure hasn't still kicked into the group what's what's the secret to that how come because there's young players there that should be finding pressure you'd imagine yeah well I suppose it's ultimately credit to the 33 man panel and to the management team we have in place for the the preparation that's been put into you know, each game there has been detailed preparation into our opposition and, you know, at the onset of the championship we knew we were going to meet some stern and tough tests and Knockbride was certainly one of them and, you know, that was our immediate and first goal was to win a junior championship when we knew we'd have to beat them. Uh, thankfully we did in the county final but what do I put it down to, Damon? I suppose to put it down to the blend maybe of the experience we have within the team and the, and the youth and the freshness that's come in this year. We've, you know, uh, had three uh, minor players from last year that have seamlessly fitted into the team this year which is credit to our underage structures that they've been ready made to come in and fit in because it's not an, an easy uh, task and then we've a middle cohort a group of players like you know Barry Donnelly there and Danny Ellis is there that middle early 20s to middle and then we have the experience I suppose of you know the Morris brothers and my own brother there that have won before junior championships and intermediate so it's I suppose it's a blend of, of a lot of factors Damien it's it's a perfect blend of age isn't it because the, the youth pushes on the older boys the older boys put an arm around to give that experience and maybe tell the lads what it's like in these situations and we were just making that comment that it is really a perfect blend of youth and experience in Arva yeah I suppose it is and for myself this year a uh, I suppose now I'm getting to that experienced end of the the scale and and you do notice the change in your your preparation and your your outlook in the football for for your club you know the chances are too and far between when you were younger I remember sitting in the dressing room having got to a junior final in my first and second year and Sean Donnelly who's Barry's father saying uh, 
you know, these chances, you might think winning happens regularly. And at that stage, I was winning in college at underage, but since Joseph, we, we were winning everywhere. And I just, I thought that was the case, even with county minors and that. But I soon realised there, there was a big gap in my 20s where that, that wasn't the case. And, and, you know, you have to prepare. Winning teams kind of prepare differently and you get a sense of when there's a special time going to a core. And I suppose we're in the midst of that now with Arva. Fimber came in this year, you know, a lot of pressure on him as well to come in as manager and, and push the thing on. What does he do to make it push on that bit further? Yeah, I had a bit of experience before with Fimber. He's kind of been around, as we know, he did a lot of coaching with Cavan, so I've experienced his level there. And I, I know he was he was in with Cavan for a year as well, the senior setups, and he was around minor panels as well. And like, you know what Fimber brings is he brings a, yeah, a huge level of preparation and an, an attention to detail really um you know he he's an understudy in studies I'm sure other coaches and other teams and I, to I, I'd say nearly a professional level so he does and you know we've just been able to feed off that you know professionalism you know we wanted to win this year we knew to take everything and he's kind of facilitated that in an extremely well manner and, and prepared us for it so a lot of credit has to go to him yeah is that where confidence comes from the fact that you know that he's done a lot of the preparation and, and done homework and, and and the people around him too does that give the group confidence yeah absolutely you know you know when a leader like Fimber when he talks and when he, everything is you know meaningful and truthful you're, you're just able to buy into that you mm. know and he told us what it was going to take to get here and and we strove then to get there and I suppose we trusted him and he trusted that we were going to be able to get there you know and I suppose in him coming to Arva he saw some potential and I suppose that was the first step we knew and we were coming and uh, when Fimber Riley, manager of his experience in Everton was coming to us that he saw something in us and I suppose it gave the players a bit of confidence too to know we could go to new levels. Talk to me then about Crow Park. How many times have you been on played on Crow Park? It must be it's more than a handful at this Counting stage. now, yeah, probably I'd say six or seven six times maybe now. So you'll be definitely the most experienced player on the field or definitely for Arva if not on the field uh, in Crow Park. What are you going to say to the lads who've never been in Crow Park, never played on the surface? What are you going to give them in terms of advice? Yeah, well, look at in the days leading up to it, there's no point saying it's a pitch like any other because in truth, it's not. And if if you went with that belief coming up to it and then you walk out and you look at this 82,000 plus seater stadium mm. around you, you're probably going to get nerves if you haven't been there before. So, you know, you just have to embrace and trust your instinct of all you've done since you're you're a kid. Like I, I to be honest, see pressure and nerves as maybe stepping up to take a tee shot at the first tee off or, you know, uh, whereas football is something most of our boys have been doing and playing since we're four or five. So, you know, it's just you embrace the occasion, maybe look around when you walk out in the field, take it all in and then it's down to business. And, you know, I think 10 minutes into a game, all of that goes out the window and it, then it becomes then it becomes uh, just a normal field. It, the surface itself, though, considering what you're coming from last weekend in the downs, the surface is going to be dramatically different. Like, is, is the surface, is the playing surface different than any other field as well? Yeah, well, look, at I suppose it's like a field in mid-June or mid-July when the sun is shining and it's, you know, it is hard ground and allows for a much more free-flowing game and I suppose oh. uh, it suits pacey, pacey players and, you know, it's probably maybe it suits more expansive football because the ball, the ball will travel quicker and ultimately players will travel quicker along the ground as well, yeah. That should suit Arva. You have open, expansive players that like to kick the ball and play with the head up, but you have a lot of pace in the team as well. Yeah, hopefully. Look, we do have a lot of pace uh, and we'd be looking, I suppose, to utilise that, but I'm sure Listowel will be looking forward. You know, a traditional carry team, don't they love kicking the ball and whatever? So I'm sure they're rubbing their, their hands and knowing that they're getting a the chance to showcase all their skill up in Crow Park. So look, I'm sure it's going to be even in that regard. What do you know about Listowel? I know it's only, what, two days fully after the, the All-Ireland semi-final, so have you had a chance to see much? Yeah, not not terribly now. Uh, to be honest, I, maybe like an extra week of a break. It's very mm. a very quick turnaround. But look, we'll try and get as much homework we can do on them. Uh, you know, they're obviously a Kerry team, a traditional team like uh, from Kerry. Love to kick the ball and love to play pure football. 
uh, and love to express themselves. So, you know, that's what we'll be expecting. But, you know, I think we really need to, we've got this far concentrating on ourselves, so we really need to look alone and concentrate on our strengths and hopefully we'll bring them to the bring them to the field on Sunday. Not to, not to put too much of a pressure on you, but what would it mean to you to walk up the steps as our captain and, and lift that cup? Yeah, look at Damien, it'd be it'd be incredible. Like we're in uncharted territory at the minute, even going in after winning the the county final and in winning after the provincial final into the school, uh, the Monday mornings after both games, like to, to see the smile on the kids' faces and to see the kids wearing Arva colours. Because to be honest, when you were at that age, you really only had the blue Cavan county jersey on. There wasn't really <laughs> the club colour, so it, it's it's massive. It's it's mad to see. And then the the elder states people in the club like they've they've just gone bonkers to be honest and you know it's so nice to see them even our parents and our aunts and uncles it's so nice to see them uh what it means to them i suppose you know i do think they have the hardest job anytime i've been unfortunate to be injured or looking on the sidelines it's it's a tense place to watch a game and you're pulling your hair out or whatever and I think, I know you could say we've the hardest job, but I think in many regards we nearly have the easiest job on Sunday because we can actually affect the game and we're there on the field. And, you know, as I said earlier on, 10 minutes into the game and the heat of the battle, you know, things, elements like uh, All-Ireland Final and Crow Park are probably going to go out the window a bit for that middle part of the game. So, you know, it is a long 60 plus minutes. So, uh, you know, as to back to the point, it's, it's unprecedented, it's uncharted territory and hopefully we can just uh, do ourselves proud next Sunday and everyone else from Arva proud. Yeah, well, everybody else from Cavan and, and even Ulster yeah. all behind you and looking, looking forward to this one. The Kerry sides have won, I think I was doing my stats earlier on, is it 11 of the 21 of these? So it's a, it's a big task, but they've all been big tasks for you so far, so you're not going in with any fear, I'd imagine. Ah, no, look at, you know, I'm sure they'll go in as, as favourites, tags, and get the tag of favourites, and, and probably rightly so. But uh, we'll be looking just to give a good account of ourselves. You know, we faced some stern tests uh, so far. The Milltown team against Kildare the, uh, were very good at the weekend, you know, and we got over that hurdle. The Black Hill team did previously had an Ulster success. Uh, so we knew that was another stirring test and we overcame it. So look, we we were just hoping we can give, you know, a good account of ourselves and there's there's no, un- it doesn't come down to a last minute unlucky decision or anything like this that, you know, the winners, the winner, the winning team comes out, you know, on top. Very best of luck here and thanks yeah, William. Cheers, Damien. Yeah, both... Both focused anyway. There's no, there's no short um, or or fear of the lads not being focused and and tuned in on the task there. Um, you get the impression all the time talking to Fimber, while he might not have have even said it to the team, he's been eyeing this up for a while and, to be fair, deserves this because he's he's a long time coaching. He is, yeah, he absolutely is. Yeah, he he coaches his own team, um, his own club. To an under sixteen championship, uh, I would say twenty five years ago, this year, um, they won the under sixteen division two. I think in a replay against Killigarry because I was I was around that age. Twenty five years ago. Yeah, Finbar was still playing with the county, so he was coaching back then. He went on to coach a different group to a division two minor championship. I think to beat Kingsford in the final of that. Um, he went on and managed Lacken to win a division one league, mm-hmm. and. Which was which was a big achievement for the club, and they also were beaten by a point in a quarter final replay against Casarahan that year, in, in the championship. So he, he he extracted probably the maximum out of that Lacken group when he had them. He he uh, had a lot of success coaching with St Pat's, won yeah. several competitions, including the McCrory, which is one of the elite competitions in in Ulster, in any grade of football. You say you've got a McCrory medal, and people tip the hat. Yeah, they're hard won. So yeah, it didn't go for him in Mullinock and Kingscourt, but. That happens with managers. We saw it with Mickey Graham as well. Early success in his career and then a sticky period. And yeah. then, he, then he just kept plugging away and the quality that he had came through and he learned from that. I think Arva are getting the benefit of all of that experience that Finn O'Reilly has got and the fact that the last couple of jobs didn't go for him. You know, I'd say he's doubly determined. Mm. And that, that there was absolutely no stone left unturned there with Arva. Well, you heard Kieran Brady talking about Fimber and the confidence that his level of preparation gives the group, and that's a, I suppose that's the role of a manager. Not all do it, but Fimber does it well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's 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 his style, and his style is just put the hours in. First of all, as I've always said, I've noticed with his teams, gets them really fit. Like yeah. Going back to that, 
first under 16 success that my mates played on when we were all young lads I remember talking to lads in school like they trained hard like they were training really hard for an under yeah. 16 division 2 uh, so Fimber gets the lads really really fit um, first thing and how often do you see it when teams win something and they say well we never trained as hard we, ne- we were never as fit you hear it every year when a team wins a championship mm. it's it's not a I've never heard a team saying well, we didn't really train that hard this year and won the championship yeah. the only one was <laughs> awfully hoarders and, and, and it's proven to be not true uh, they took a good time but they were serious about their hurling too they were the only ones that had a successful team that had the reputation as party boys but they were the exception and I don't think Damn it's right. entirely warranted yeah yeah um, okay very quickly I think the matchups I, I'll go through them I think Fimber McAvenue is primed um, to pick up David Keane I think Brian Sweeney's a little bit of a dilemma. Does James Morris go him or does Stephen Shorten go back on him? It'll be interesting to watch that. I think it may be Shorten. Um, I think Sean Keane is going to be picked up by Dylan Maguire. I think Jack McElligot, who is playing as a wing back, I think Barry Donnelly's going to be told to go on to him. And then Jojo Grimes in the middle of the field. Um, Kieran Brady, I'd imagine, will just go and pick him up and... I'd have no um, qualms about saying that in all of those matchups, I fancy the Arva boys to come out on top. I think that they're 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 all well suited. They, they actually work really well for those boys. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes out. Um, the other point being, Listol don't score a lot of goals before we finish up here. Um, now they scored nine goals in nine games, but five of them came against the Clare champions in the in the first round of or the semi final which is the first round of the, the Munster Club Championship. So they're not a big goal-scoring team. They squandered a lot of goal chances in the early stages of the county final against Bally McElligot. Um So they don't look like they're, they're a massive goal-scoring threat. Whereas on the other end of the field, 19 goals in 12 games for Arva suggests that they are a big threat. Now, Listole also concede goals. They, they have on four occasions conceded a goal in a game or in a game where they didn't score a goal and won the game. So um, they're a point-scoring team, Listole, first and foremost. And, and, and But I still think that old rule will come back and, and is more often than not accurate. If you score more goals, you 90% of the time win the game. And I think Arva are more likely to score goals here. Yeah, well, I hope you're. I hope you're right. You you have done more research than I have on this goal. I didn't realize that, that that they're not a great goal scoring team. Look, a lot. There's a lot of things pointing that that Arva can actually do this. That Arva can can just sort of put history behind them because history is is a powerful thing, and there's a reason that why, you know, results go the way they tend to go mm. as it goes on. But pull it like this: if there was one team that I that I would be put would be sending into any competition to beat a carry team in all Ireland final at this moment in time from Cavan it would have to be Arva. Yeah. They've, they've passed every hurdle that's been put in front of them emphatically. Um the sounds coming out of the, the camp are excellent. They've got a great manager on a management team and they've got an inspirational captain. And you look at that fella, he's twenty nine years of age, Kieran Brady, and look at the amount of medals he has mined out of his career. Mm. Coming from from a, a small club and a county that by the time he got into playing county football we were at a very low ebb. Well, when Kieran Brady was 15, would you have said that he had the possibility of, what is he now, three under 20s, one Ulster minor, one Ulster senior, an intermediate and two junior? Two junior championships. He's played in all four divisions from Cavan, with Cavan. He's picked up league medals with Cavan. He's played in all three. He's got, he even played in the old division four in Cavan. That's right. Um, yeah. He won division four, three, two in Cavan, for Cavan and for Harvard. Yeah, I think he's a favourite of the supporters because yeah. he only has one, one set in and that's, he, he just empties Top the tank face. when he goes out. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't go, he doesn't believe in going backwards with the ball. Uh, he's just an inspiration there in midfield. We saw it in the Ulster final. He's going to have to be playing out of his skin. Barry Donnelly, who's the next generation, who looks like he could be a county player. Mm. He could be the next Arva man that, that plays for Cavan for 10 years the way yeah. Kieran Brady has. He's going to need to, to have the, probably the game of his career. They're all going to need to play out of their skin here. Thinking back to when Swan Lombard got to the final against Carlos Iveen, they actually started well in that game. I remember Mark Cunningham got a goal and they were 1-1 to 2 up. 1-1 to 2 points up after about 10-12 minutes. Mm. And then the game got away from them. So you hope that Arva can, can keep it tight early on. And that's important because any of the games where it's been it's been tight, 
Listole haven't really got out of the traps early. Now in the county final, they got out of the traps really early. I think they had a six point lead before half time. Yeah, and they uh, then they then they were lucky to get extra time. That's it. They squandered it, and and that's where if Arva can keep this tight in the early exchanges, fifteen minutes, it's it's Arva in front or 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 a one or two point game. I think that that bodes very well for Arva. I think so too. Yeah, look. We have to respect the stall completely. They're the, they're the champions of Kerry. No bad team goes out of Kerry in any grade. They're yeah. probably full of young lads. Kerry, uh, all our minor winners and under 20 players. They've got Mark O'Shea involved in their backroom, who's hugely respected in the game nationally. Uh, so the stall need to be respected, no doubt. But at the same time, Arva can't go in with any fear of them. And I don't think they will. So I think it's a really intriguing one. Um, and you know, we were talking about this off air. The last Cavan team to win in All Ireland was the St Pat's Hogan Cup team in seventy two. Other than that, we haven't won All Ireland since fifty two. All Ireland Junior. Sorry, Dungoon won as well. Sorry, and then the All Ireland Junior Championship. In yeah, but that, like that's a trinket, really. Let's be honest. Like that's not all not, teams enter that competition. Yeah, you know, yeah. not all counties and Cavan had to go into Leinster. The to, fact to that Cavan beat Kerry in it made that added a bit more. Yeah, it added yeah. a good bit to it. But overall, you'd have to say like it's not. It's not a one of the prestigious All Irelands. This Th- is. This is. Uh, it's a big deal. It's. It, it may be junior, but we know that it's full of good teams. So I don't see any reason. Give why it a call. Go on. Can't do this. I'm going to have to give Arva a patriotic call. Um, definitely not going to say our diplomat stole when we welcome back in Arva, but I, I, I think I, they can do it. I think they can do it. I don't think it's a patriotic call. I'm, I'm stubbornly convinced Arva are going to win this game. I, I. I think it takes a major dip in Arva's level and an increase in the Stoll's level for them to win this game. I genuinely do. I think Arva are pound for pound a better team here. And I I was thinking about this before I, I came onto the podcast to do, you know, we don't traditionally like to be bullish about our predictions, but I am bullish about this one. I think Arva are a better team and I would not be surprised if Arva win the game by five or six points. I genuinely wouldn't. I, I think they're that good. I think they're I think Listol are there to be got it. The, the the fear for me is that possibly there's an underperformance and maybe the injury list is bigger than we anticipate. I think even I, I, I actually think I think they'll be nearly full strength when it comes to the bit. I've detected that just from chatting to people that mm. You know they're all saying well, we'll wait and see and so on, but I, I think in the back of their minds they're they're hopeful that they'll have everyone. Yeah, I th- I think you're right too. But even if they're missing one or two of the five suspects that that might be missing, I think they still will have enough. I think they've they've grown into each of the games. Whether it was Peter Morris up in up in Derry taking the limelight when Connell wasn't playing, or Kevin Boucher, or Barry Donnelly somebody steps up or Johnny McCabe and Johnny's due a big big game like he's been playing well but not Johnny McCabe well he can go to another level here again so I think that personally there's there's a there's a big big performance in this Arva team and if they if they deliver their best they are not beaten in this game I'm 100% sure of that doesn't matter even if they're missing two of those five if they deliver their best they're going to win this game um, I, I'm bullish on it and I'm, I'm, I'm going to make the call Arva, Arva win this with, with a little bit to spare. Well, so. ho- hopefully it happens. Okay. Stay with us on We Are Cavan over on the Die Hard service. Uh, we look back on their All-Ireland semi-final win last weekend um, and we had... What else did we do on the Die Hard service? I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Lots over there over on patreon.com forward slash We Are Cavan and we will have all the reac- reaction from the All-Ireland final um, on the uh, on the Die Hard service as well next week. We Sorry, we've done our match day diary from Cavan against Down over in Park Estler. A very exciting game um, so you can get that over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan our very 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 best of luck to Arvo all of Cavan and all of Ulster are behind them and funny enough I think a lot of Cavan and all of Ulster are behind Cully Hanna it'll be great to see them win the Ulster title as well to see um, that Ballyhays really should have been all Ireland champions as the, as they uh, if Cully Hanna win that all Ireland but we'll see how it goes Paul thanks a million for your time thanks Demo. thanks for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast